0: Hello, Stitchers. Welcome to Stitch Please, the official podcast of Black Women Stitch, the sewing group where Black Lives Matter. I'm your host, Lisa Woolfort. I'm a fourth generation sewing enthusiast with more than 20 years of sewing experience. I am looking forward to today's conversation. So sit back, relax, and get ready to get your stitch together. Hello, everyone, and welcome. I am delighted to be speaking today with Lisa Shepard Stewart and Fabregasm. Fabregasm. That's right. I said Fabregasm <laughs> on the internet or on the podcast, mm-hmm. but you know, I mean, I think this is it's, this can still count as not adult language because Fabrigasm is a magazine and now a virtual event and the brainchild of Lisa, who not only has a long career in the textile, fabric, and fashion community, she is also the owner of Cultured Expressions in Rahway, New Jersey. So Lisa actually does it all. She was doing virtual stuff before we had to. She was doing all sorts of creative programming, and now her latest venture is Fabrigasm, a live virtual event for lovers of African textiles. Welcome, Lisa, back to the program. Hooray! Thank you,
1: Lisa. Good to be back.
0: I am so, so glad for us to be having this conversation today. So let's, let's start with talking about Fabragasm. Mm-hmm. Where did the idea for that concept come from?
1: It actually started with I have this little hobby of when I have a really good picture, like from a friend, I'll make a a fake um like a fake magazine cover. And magazine journalism was my favorite class at, at FIT when I went to when I studied marketing many many years ago. So I was always into the whole magazine thing. So when I get a really pretty picture, like say like I said a friend or whatever, I would convert it into a magazine cover and put like fake titles. It was just kind of a fun thing, like coming up with the title of the magazine and all that. This goes back like years, like a little hobby. So. I was with a friend. I did one for her because she had a whole gardening theme and, I, you know, whatever it was. And I started thinking about fabric and I thought about fabricasm, And we had used that word loosely, you know, back and forth, just like, oh, you know, when you see a beautiful fabric, you have a fabricasm
0: kind of thing. Ah, uh, yes. When yeah. You some see people kind view- of get
1: it when they hear it. Yeah. Like like people, you know.
0: Oh, yes. Yes. That was wonderful. So when you see a beautiful fabric, you have a fabricasm.
1: You do, Well, and it's the feeling that you get. It's that like your heart races a little bit. <laughs> yeah, you it's You can imagine exciting. what it's going to become. And you just, it's a fabricasm. I mean, I'm not sure how much yes. explanation it really needs.
0: <laughs> but, that is that is all it needs. Yes, I yes. absolutely love that. Right, I love that. Right. So it's a combination of, it's, it seems to be motivated by play and happiness. Right. Because you were playing around with the idea of magazine covers because Mm -hmm. that, that was a way to, that was like one of your favorite classes at the Fashion Institute. And it was also a way to preserve a memory. So if your friend, you and your friend had a great photograph or something and you, you put it, when you put it in this, almost like a magazine tribute, it's a way to preserve it and honor that memory. Right. Um, and then it's just really fun to see afterward. And I have had fabregazms, and I think that many people who are listening to this um, this podcast today will have will have had them as well. Of course. You know, because it, it just turns to absolute obsession. Of That's the reason that I have so much in my hymn collection, um, <laughs> because I develop very strong feelings about them. Right. So, so what did you want to share with the world when you decided to transition? Fabregasm what we decided to build it as an actual magazine you had been spending time creating these magazine covers for friends and families based on wonderful photos how did you make that leap to saying you know what let's do a real whole magazine
1: (laughs) well you know what it was it was that was at work and also another thing was that I had done the first the three books the last one I did was 2007 I did uh, African accents on the go which is a handbag book and then I guess around to, well, when we, I guess around 2010 or so, I kind of wanted to write. I wanted to keep writing because I'd always been a writer too, as a, in addition to the fabric addiction. So I didn't really want to write another book because that was a whole huge commitment. I said maybe I could just do a little magazine, and around the same time of this whole fabricasm, you know, fake fake name kind of thing, I was like, that would be kind of a cool, like, cute name. I could do a little magazine. It'll come out when literally when I have time. It's not like a subscription thing because I wanted to maintain the fun for myself <laughs> and. um it just kind of I said I could just do a little quick magazine and I I did the first one was free just I just did like a digital version and I printed some and just to see how it would go and it was well received. And I thought, "Hmm, this is kind of fun. You know, I could kind of put it out when I have something to say or projects to share." And it just kind of went from there. So that was in 2012 I did the first issue.
0: That is amazing. And I really like how you have found a way to work in a way that is organic Mm -hmm. for you. You know, you aren't motivated by let me see how much I can push, push, push. And let me see how much I can, you know, you're saying, you know, what? let's see what makes sense for me and for my schedule. And then you can pour your heart into it, as well as your creativity and your writing skills. And produce something really beautiful i got my copy a few weeks ago mm-hmm. and it is really lovely thank you yeah, it issue is absolutely lovely yeah. <laughs> issue number seven, seven y'all
1: now if you if, if you're doing the math the first issue was 2012 and this is number seven so it there's some time in between <laughs> and um most of that time was between issue six and seven. That's when I opened the studio in 2017. So I didn't have time literally to put out an issue. But the end of last year, I really felt like I wanted to end on an up note. <laughs> so um, yeah. I pushed to get one out and just, you know, had some things to share. So it was, it, it's like I said, it comes out when I, when it comes out. And it's just, to me, it's more fun that way too. It's just like, oh, there's another one, you know. So.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a surprise. Right. It's sporadic. And whenever it comes out, it's good. Well, thank you. Whenever it comes out, there's something useful there. Some things that I didn't know before. So I think that's really it's perfect. It's just as it should be. Right. You know that you aren't you aren't driven by anybody else's um, schedule or requirement, right? And, and I I think
1: that think that's is what that's what helps me keep it interesting for myself and for the readers is that I'm not just pushing things out because the deadline and I have to do a quarterly issue and I you know I don't I don't want to have that pressure. It's not fun anymore. So hopefully the fun comes through because I'm enjoying what I'm doing. You know, it's not like a pressure thing.
0: Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. And the idea of creating a project, um a physical product that's motivated by your your interests mm-hmm. and all the things that you have accumulated and learned over a certain period of time that you then transform and share, I think it's just really powerful. Yeah, I think that fun. really is and it's it's a great model for everyone, I think, about how to manage one's own creative time and energy. Mm-hmm. Very much. And of course it would make sense that there would be a gap between the issues that happened when the when the studio was first opened right. because that took a lot of your time mm-hmm. you might recall It took a lot of your time. Oh, yeah. You mentioned that. (laughs) Back in episode 26, I believe you were in on the podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, Episode 26, y'all. It's a great episode. So I've (laughs) I've included the link in it in the show notes. Okay. So do go back and check it out. We had a good time. But you were talking about all the time it took, you know, between like finding the perfect space and making the perfect space even more perfect. You couldn't do it all. And no one can. Right. And so I really think about that that gap in between as a space of growth mm-hmm. because your, your project absolutely fundamentally grew once the studio was open. Definitely. So, definitely. yeah, exactly. And you're not like, you know, you are one person. You are one person who is doing amazing things and you are not a machine. Right. You know, you are not a machine and you don't want to be a machine.
1: I definitely don't. <laughs> that is not the goal. The goal is for me to have fun and... If I can make a couple bucks in the process and share what I do, great. You know, so that's kind of it.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's fantastic. So in terms of the magazine, what were some of the, when you look back at the issues that you've produced, Mm -hmm. what are some of your favorite, your favorite things that you have shared what were some of the favorite stories that you told in in if, if you look back at the oh, history wow. of your magazine um, yeah like anything favorite that just kind of stands out to you I mean I'm sure you don't have all of them sitting in front of you right now but like is there anything and, and, which is perfect because <laughs> God, I'm not I asking you to up. look it up
1: <laughs> I you. yeah you
0: don't, yeah exactly you don't have to go back and study you it's like interviewing folks it's like how do I prepare I'm like well you've already prepared you 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 are you just be you, right um, exactly Yeah, just be you right so but does anything stand out in throughout the years that you've been doing this? That's like, you know what? I was pretty happy about that. Or I was really proud of that. Or, you know, that didn't turn out like I thought, but I thought it was also good. Yeah, you know what I mean? Anything um, like that? There was,
1: well, there's I, I, probably the most obvious, I guess I say obvious one is, and I came on this I think it was issue number three was a larger issue than usual. There are about 28 pages with no advertising. So it's chock full of stuff. But this issue um, was 36 Pages and it included the exhibit that we mounted in Ghana. We did a fiber art exhibit with the with the people that went on the trip with me that year, twenty thirteen. And so in that issue, I really wanted to kind of have a you know a keepsake kind of thing. So I said I'm going to fold that into the Fabricasm magazine that was coming out and so we had pictures of each of each piece that was displayed and the description like a little almost like a like a catalog when you go to an exhibit
0: yes yes so
1: that was very cool it was a, that, again a lot of work because I came back from Ghana exhausted you know with the trip and the group and they exi- was, there was a lot going on and I said I have to get this out so I was running on fumes tr- trying to get the issue out while it was still fresh and you know relevant and all that and um so that one really stands out because it had a lot of different artists in there and, you know, their, their point of view, their, their pieces and, and kind of recap the whole Ghana trip. So that was probably the most special one, I would say.
0: That is wonderful. Yeah, Thank you so much. It, that was, so that's issue, it was a lot. Issue three, y'all. And what I love about it is that you are doing exactly what the magazine promises. You are bringing African textiles to the to the world and to the community Mm -hmm. who loves fabric. And I really think that this this commemorative issue from 2013 that also, I think now, especially since we are all, um, well, not we're all, I am... (laughs) pretty tired of being like isolated and not going anywhere <laughs> um, because um, this episode is being recorded y'all in 2021 mm. and we are at the heels hopefully mm. of a global pandemic. Okay. Hopefully hope. um, COVID rates are going down. Things are starting to open up. So I was just mm. saying that to read, to have access to a 2013 magazine that went over a, a an international trip and could preserve those memories mm. uh, because there's no way to remember every single thing. Right. But when you read through the magazine, you can say, Oh yeah, I remember that piece. Or I remember when she said that. Or I remember when he when he mentioned this point. This is really great. It's just another way to bring people into the larger community and the larger questions right. about these beautiful, beautiful fabrics. So that's wonderful.
1: It was really fun. Yeah. So um and aside from that, I think I like each issue better than the last one, which again is kind of like a little goal of mine. I want to kind of not top myself, but I want to feel as, as as excited about that as I did about the first issue, and have new things. And it always, I'm always finding new things to share, so it, it keeps it fresh. And it's just you know, I mean, there's always a different. Um, obviously, the cover colors. I always you know try to pick. Next one has to be some greens. I haven't had green in a while, so.
0: Oh, cool, cool, cool! Yeah. I love this, love this, love this. Yeah, this okay. One. I love it. Okay. So I was going to ask about if you had any advice for someone who wanted to do a magazine in the way that you have, it seems like such a major undertaking. Mm-hmm. Like how, like, I don't even understand like, how one even does this. And then you mentioned no advertising. And I was like, Oh my gosh, wait, what?
1: <laughs> yeah. And that's, um, I tried to do some advertising, but then I thought to myself, that's kind of that's going to lock me into, again, that structure that I was really trying to avoid. <laughs> um, like mm-hmm. the creative side of me doesn't, didn't want to have that pressure of, you know, the advertiser and how many issues, you know, I just, it was more than I wanted to do. And again, being, you know, a single, a single entity here, I just really didn't want to take that on even before yes. the studio. So I just yes. said, I'm just going to yes. keep it, you know, simple and chock full of stuff Um it's eight ninety five, which sounds like a lot for twenty eight pages. But again, with no advertising, there's it's it really is chock full of, of stuff. And I have people that you know get every issue because they enjoy it. Um, yeah, yeah. So as far as tips, I mean, I, I like I to write, so I think mm-hmm. you kind of have to like to write. So if you have that under control, you're good. <laughs> um, and I say that because the more you can do on your own or for yourself, the fewer people you have to involve, and it just it, it's in, in my mind it simplifies it. Like some people like to have a whole team, and for them that simplifies it. Sometimes, yes. depending on the project, I'd just rather just do it myself. And so it, it's it's a personality thing, I guess. I don't know. Um,
0: but I also love what you're doing. It's like I, I just cannot stress enough how wonderful it is to have you as a black woman, as a black woman, artist as a black woman who is committed to textile art and to fiber arts and needle arts, Mm -hmm. who is doing and living a creative entrepreneurial life on her own terms. It, it is rare. It is absolutely rare and it is precious. And what, what really inspires me is that you know that your time is rare and precious. True. and you're like you know what i'm not gonna run myself ragged to to bring in buku bucks of money or right. i could do more and make more money and it's like you know but money isn't gonna help buy your time back right there's no amount of money that can value your time none exactly not right. three hundred dollars I mean, an hour Too. just contentment wait you, know. you cannot put a value on contentment
1: right Yes. And you can't get your time back. I mean, time is, and the older you get, obviously, the time becomes more precious and you really begin to realize, how do I want to spend my day today? What do I want to spend it doing? You know, and that really helps me decide a lot of things. (laughs) Just quite literally, how do I want to spend my time? And if I find I'm spending my time on something that's like, you know, dumb or whatever, I have to get myself (laughs) out of it because it's like, look, you know, we're losing daylight.
0: (laughs) Yes, so, yes, I, I, don't,
1: we, I, don't, I don't say it to myself in a frantic way, but I just really bring myself back to, okay, what do I want to do even if it's just fun, even if it's taking a nap, if that's what I want to do, I want to feel like that's the moment that I'm in, you know, so
0: yes, 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 yeah. I mean, and I really do think that this is wonderful because it has helped at least it's helped me. And that's one of the things that I've enjoyed about developing a relationship with you mm-hmm. is that it has helped me to understand that I am absolutely right to draw whatever boundaries around my life that I feel like drawing. Yes. And that if, you know, and that I don't have to do anything. Right. And it doesn't matter if some, you know, business model thing says you have to have this xyz um, output or you have to make sure you're niching down to do blah blah blah, blah yeah, business you know, well, right. like oh I don't,
1: and you know i've never never—I've been for 20 years my first book came out in 1999 and after that i formed cultural expressions and i have never written a serious business plan now maybe, wow. maybe maybe people that's not the thing to say <laughs> but I've never I've said I've tried to sit down and write one and you know and I've kind of it just it just didn't fit the way things happen for me so I it, I don't know I mean it, there are different approaches I guess for different people I just kind of feel my way and, and do things and you know take some risks and try some things and not everything works out but the things that do you know great but I don't think I've ever really right. written a serious business plan so you know
0: and I think for me, I think, and I'm sure that business plans—that that's that's one thing. You mm-hmm. could write a business plan. You could hire a consultant right. to work on your business plan. Right. But what it seems to me that you're engaged in is meaningful life's work,
1: mm-hmm.
0: meaningful life's work, and that is something that is going to come from you and you alone.
1: Right.
0: And that to me seems incredibly important that you are able to follow a path that is healthy for you that is also thriving and amazing you know like this isn't small this is robust Mm -hmm. and it's intricate and it's beautiful um and so i just think it's meant i think it's fantastic well i appreciate
1: that lisa (laughs) I
0: do, I do. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's talk about this event. So what does it mean to go from, we're going to take a quick break, y'all. But when we come back, we are going to talk about what it means to transition a magazine into an experience. Stay tuned. black women stitch and the stitch please podcast are happy to announce that we have another way to connect with our community in addition to the ig lives that we do every thursday at 3 p.m we also now have a club on clubhouse that's right friends they done messed up and given me the chance to have a club so follow black women stitch on clubhouse on ios devices and soon on android and we'll help you get your stitch together Welcome back, everybody, and I am talking today with Lisa Shepard-Stewart of Cultured Expressions, as well as of Fabregasm, the magazine and upcoming live event. So I wanted to ask about, Lisa, what inspired you to transition the story you just shared about Fabregasm, the magazine, into a live virtual event What that will be, y'all, in two weeks, May 1st and May 2nd, is when Fabregasm Live is going to be available for you to hop in so can you tell a little bit about that about like what made you think like you know what let's let's see how we can move this in a different direction and make it more participatory
1: right well you know what i noticed when issue number seven came out well let me go back when issue number six was out back in uh before well sometime in 2017 i wasn't as involved with with instagram and all that i'm you know i built up a lot of that since then and so i ordered when i did number seven which came out in december I ordered extra issues and I was like, you know, I want to be ready. Cause I figured there would be more people. I had a little bit more of a base and I just want to kind of be prepared. And just like a little test to myself. So I ordered more to see if I could actually sell the more that I ordered, <laughs> you know, but um, I did that. And I also, in the back of my mind, in the before times, like pre pandemic, I was, I had it in my mind about doing something regional, like a regional, a lot, you know, in-person live event and bringing in speakers, kind of what you're going to see, the kind of things you'll see in a couple of weeks and with the pandemic, I thought well, maybe I could flip it into a virtual. And I was thinking about names and I thought the the natural name would be Fabregasm because people had, you know, with the new audience from Instagram and just, you know, new customers in general, I just felt like that would be a nice kind of umbrella term Fabregasm and Fabregasm live basically. And I kind of flipped from the idea of doing something in, in person to doing virtual. And it just started to kind of come together in my head and I just started planning it. and um. And I hit my, my A list and B list of people. <laughs> Excellent. I'm yeah. not
0: gonna ask myself which one I was on. You were on the A list. <laughs> okay, thank you. I appreciate that affirmation. I was gonna put myself on the A list regardless because right, right. I'm a okay, I'm a A list. I'm a A list kind of bitch. That's the kind of person I am. I'm just in general. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. Um, so we you yeah, we were you were definitely A-list. Yes.
0: Uh, so tell us about This sounds wonderful. So tell us what we can expect. Um if we sign up for Fabregasm that's going to be in a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. what can we expect over those two days, Saturday and Sunday?
1: Right. Well, I'm using a um a platform called hopin.com. It's H O P I N. And they're doing, you know, a lot of virtual events for all kinds of people and companies and organizations. So I found, I located them after like a long exhaustive search of how to make this happen in an affordable kind of way. And so I put together two days of events, um, panel discussions. We have presentations from fiber artists. We have creative demos. We have, and we have an opportunity to socialize called Creative Critiques, where you can actually come in live. You can bring, you know, kind of show yourself on camera and be live and kind of get feedback from the group that's in that that particular session about your work say you have a quilt and you're like which border should i put you know that kind of thing just to kind of have an interactive kind of component to it so that's going to be a lot of fun um those rooms have you can have eight people at a time and they can switch out within the half hour so you can have somebody come in and come off and somebody else come in and 500 people can actually watch it so you have the eight people live at the you know at one time we'll have a moderator to kind of keep things you know kind of moving and it'll be a nice way just to either show your work if you just feel like you want to get some praise for this new bag you made or if you want to, you <laughs> know, get it, some technical, technical, you know, assistance or whatever it is, you know, input. Um, just like a fun, creative way to to find new peers and connect. So I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, we have some vendor booths and we have just some, you know, so you can actually sit while you're listening to the sessions and, you know, do your sewing or just sit and relax or however. Um I structured it so that you can actually do everything. There's nothing running running concurrently. So the whole schedule, you can actually follow through the whole schedule and you won't miss anything because everything's kind of layered. Like, you know, the schedule's layered like that. Um, Let's see what else I can tell you. Um, It's just kind of a way to connect the readers and people maybe who even have never heard of the magazine. Um, But it's really just a way to celebrate African fabrics and to... You know, get some practical help with them, or whether you're a, a quilter, a sewer, a crafter, home decorator. I have a young lady that's doing um, head wraps, so you can grab a, a, a yard of fabric and wrap your head along with her. We're going to have that as a demo.
0: Oh, wonderful! Just, like a
1: lot of fun stuff, and the, the power, the um panel discussions will be interesting. We have one called um, "quote unquote" African quilts and the politics of patchwork, which is going to explore why African quote-unquote African quilts, if you can even define that, what they are and why they have such a powerful impact and, you know, that whole thing. So we have a panel on that. And then the other panel is um, the future of Indigenous techniques. So we're going to be looking at traditional fabrics, you know, African fabrics like kente and a lot of indigo work, art cloth, talk with artists that are masters in those fields and how are we going to bring them to the next generation and, and continue them because they are Indigenous and sometimes, you know, how things happen with Indigenous techniques. So we're trying to see what we can do to kind of keep them alive, keep them thriving and that whole thing. So those are the two main panels. Then we've got some other, like I said, artists and fun stuff.
0: It sounds really amazing. And like just looking at the list of presenters that you have, mm-hmm. it does indeed run the gamut from fashion, home deck, right. quilting. Right. Um, I, you know, I keep thinking about someone like um, Jacqueline Shaw, who mm-hmm. has the African fashion guide that she runs out of the UK. Yes. As part, She also runs a Wax and Wraps subscription box. So she does a little bit of both the fabric vending, but also I think her it's like one of her major contributions is the African fashion guide. So she's paying attention to Definitely. these trends and is in such an excellent position right. to have these conversations.
1: Right now on Saturday, actually while you mentioned Jacqueline on Saturday, she and I are doing, having a discussion called passion to profit, creating a business around African nice. textiles. Cause we both get a lot of questions on that. So if you're looking to start a business, there are so many different ways to get into it, whether you're making products or selling fabric or whatever. We'll have a great discussion with her. I know, obviously, obviously, she's the perfect person to speak to on that. So I'm looking forward to that. And um, we've just got a lot of really we fun really stuff. Do. So on um, Saturday evening, I'm doing a demo called Mud Cloth oh, Mimosas. Oh, nice! <laughs> so it's gonna be like just some fun things to get together and hang out, and you know, learn something new and and just mud cloth
0: and mimosas. Yes, please. You yes. Know it does sound fun, <laughs> and I like the creative critique, and I like um, that you're bringing in actual artists and quilters who also teach. So you're um, you're talking yes. with um, with Carol Lao Shaw and Kianga Um Jinyaki. like you know, she mm-hmm. Jinyaki, she's yes. awesome. Mm-hmm. Actually, she lives like right in my hometown. Like she, I don't know why we never met each oh, other, really? but she wow. lives like I know okay. she's probably lives ten minutes from the house I grew up in. Uh, yeah. Really? I just thought it was a small funny. world. This is a small world. That's why you got to be nice yes. to people. Um, and so yeah. what I like about this is that it allows people multiple points of entry. And so, if you're not a quilter, but you're interested in home deck, then we know you we can talk about that. If you um, aren't necessarily um, you know very you don't know much about what an indigenous technique of fabric dyeing is, now you get a chance mm-hmm. to some mm-hmm. to to learn about that and what we can do to preserve these lost right. arts before they're all gone. Um, like all exactly. of these things, I think are such important and fun conversation. So it's a mix of both. It's the learning, it's the practical, it's getting a critique and support and you know, all of these things. I think that's really wonderful that it's deeply interactive as well as allows people to like sew along while you're doing something like that's, right. that's really wonderful. Right.
1: You can just take some time to sew for yourself and just listen in and watch. And, you know, you know, it's just like a whole little sewing week. Uh, you know, well, creative weekend. Actually. I should say I'm just sewing, a creative but, yeah. so
0: weekend, it a creative weekend. So we have we have talked about what we're, what you're doing with the the event that's coming up in two weeks. You all, I'm going to include the link to the event in the show notes. So you'll get a chance to um, sign up on Lisa's site. How do people sign up? Do you, do you want them to go to your website or? Is there a special?
1: Yes. If they go to the website, culturedexpressions.com, there will be a a link you can click on that will take you to Hopin. And what you'll need to do is register on Hopin with just an email address and a password so you can get back in, get into the event when it begins. And, you know, look at all the, you can find the full schedule and you can register, pick your ticket level and all that. Um, That's going to be on the website. And actually it's on the website now. And um, that's probably the easiest way to do it is just go to the site. Okay. And click on the so
0: HopIn is the platform h o p i n dot com, and that is where yes. you would go. Well, after you've gone to the website, then you go to hop in, you register, and also there's like, you know, I like what you described about how you could go from event to event, um, and that I really also like how there's no conflicts that you did that you deliberately, and I always find that so hard at a conference or at an event. It's like, well, what do you want to do? Do you it is. do you, do you right. want to learn more right. about fusible applique secrets, or do you want to learn about you know? how to do needle turn applique and it's like well wait a minute I want to learn kind of how to do both but there's no way so
1: yeah and and say that's the other thing I mean when I'm being that this is the first thing that I'm planning that's a big you know a a big um, virtual event I wanted to keep it again simple for myself as an organizer and not have so many options that things kind of that I can't keep them corralled you know, the next time I may go crazy and do a whole thing, but this is a, this is one that I'm I'm happy with. I like the fact that people can take take part in everything if they decide they wanted to, you know, spend the entire day or however. Um, so I just kind of kept it simple in that respect, where they can kind of jump into everything and, and get involved and, and get the most out
0: of it. I, guess you. I think that is wonderful. And so this is the big major event. This is going to be a wonderful way y'all to get started with the month of May um, and get started with doing something fun and creative for yourself, where you can learn, you can attend lectures, you can participate in discussions uh, you can, get feedback from professional quilt teachers and artists who do this work for a living. It really is a wonderful thing that you're bringing to the sewing community. Um, And I'm really excited about it. And I'm glad to be able to participate. So thank you for asking me.
1: Oh, definitely. You know, like I said, you know, you were my A-list. And I just, it was funny because I just was gathering friends and people that I know. And I realized there was such a wealth of, of knowledge and talent just within people that I'd talk to every day or, you know, just kind of interact with. And I thinking about structuring that into an event, I was like, wow, this is really great. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, It was impressive for me. I was like, wow, this
0: is going to be cool. I think Get it's going to be bro. very cool. I think it's going to be a yeah, really, yeah. really good time. And I am so excited about it. And the timing is just perfect. A nice way to start May and heading out of spring into summer, like all of right. these things, right. I think um, as a, as a nice way to transition from one season to another, as well as to inspire us all to think about how we express our creativity and also to have deep right. and serious conversations about the future of our African textiles, um, as you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like I just think that having these conversations are so important, as well as you know identifying um, indigenous practices that are at risk. You know,
1: right. And, what, and we're speaking actually to the artists that that are top in their areas. Like I mentioned, the kente weaving, uh, indigo dyeing and bark cloth in particular. And then we have another um, artist who's not on that panel. Uh, David Kabuka from Uganda, he does a certain type of batik. He's gonna talk about that. And just there were just there's so much beyond the Ankara, which right, we right. love and you know, we'll we'll always have Ankara, but just to explore more than that is just I think it's important to just there's so much there that, you know, why not
0: take advantage? No, I love it. And I'm grateful to you for taking your time and energy to bring this event forward. I know it's a lot of work. Mm -hmm. I cannot fully imagine how much work it is. Um, (laughs) I know I have put on events like real life events that have stressed me out beyond Mm -hmm. no end. Um, And so I can only imagine all of the work that's required to do this and to pull this off. Um, But I am grateful that you decided to do so.
1: Well, thank you, Lisa. I thank you for your platform as always. I appreciate it. it's always fun to talk to you and just in general.
0: Yeah.
1: And um I just wanna invite everybody to come out and and support it, check it out, it's gonna be a lot of fun. We have three different ticket levels with different perks and things going on. So um Excellent.
0: Okay, y'all, you have heard yeah. it here. First, do indeed check out Fabragasm Live. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to be there. I'm looking forward to it. Yay. And um, do <laughs> do check the show notes for this episode. And there will be a link to Lisa's shop that will also have the link to the event. So go ahead and get your tickets. There's three levels. So you can decide which what wor- which works best for your budget. But no matter which ticket level you choose, you are going to have a good time.
1: You know what I was thinking as we were talking? I didn't mention my sponsors. Yeah, let's hear some different. sponsors. <laughs> we have uh, com. Mm-hmm. They you know, they sell all kinds of fabrics. They, all, they always um, donate 2% of their profits mm-hmm. to charities. And they're just very, like a nice, they have a real global sense about them and, Luana, she travels all over, so you know we we vibe over to certain things. We have C and T Publishing; they do lots of craft books, sewing books, um, quilt books, special pro- special projects, and special um, you know products. And then we have the Modern Quilt Guild is actually a sponsor. Right. so very excited so far though they're the confirmed sponsors and we're still you know confirming
0: some that's wonderful so. and that helps to defray the cost as well as provide really fun things for the participants so that's good to know right. yay for them yes mm-hmm. all righty <laughs> excellent well again lisa this has been so wonderful thank you so much for this conversation thank you for taking the I time was. to do it thank when i know you've got to be swamped with so many other things uh
1: but this is part of it. I mean, this is, this marketing, is there you right? go. So this is. There you listen, go. There you go. This is more than within the realm
0: of <laughs> the whole thing. So. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yes. That's definitely. excellent. Thank definitely. you so much, Lisa, for this conversation. And y'all be sure to check out Fabregasm Live, which you can find out more about on Lisa's website, cultureexpressions.com, mm-hmm. a fantastic brick and mortar shop. In Rahway, New Jersey, as well as a wonderful place for virtual shopping experiences. So, totally check her out. I have been happy with every single thing I have ever got. Thanks, Lisa. All right, take care. Oh, 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 oh. You've been listening to the Stitch Please podcast the official podcast of Black Women Stitch, the sewing group where Black lives matter. We appreciate you supporting us by listening to the podcast. If you'd like to reach out with, to us with questions, you can contact us at blackwomenstitch@gmail.com. at gmail.com. If you'd like to support us financially, you can do that by supporting us on Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, and you can find Black Women Stitch there in the Patreon directory. And for as little as $2 a month, you can help support the project with things like editing, transcripts, and other things to strengthen the podcast. And finally, if financial support is not something you can do right now, you can really, really help the podcast by rating it and reviewing it anywhere you listen to podcasts that allows you to review them. So I know that not all podcasts... Um, directories or services allow for reviews, but for those who do, for those that have like a star rating or just ask for a few comments, if you could share those comments and say nice things about us at the Stitch Please podcast, that is incredibly helpful. Thank you so much. Come back next week and we'll help you get your stitch together.